I'm Carly, and I play Hollis the Merperson. Hey y'all, it's Pat. I play Leland Deacon. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and uh, if you were here last time, you might remember that I was in the process of regaling you all with the tales of another crew by the name of the Good Guy Squad. Now, we've talked about them a handful of times before, and of course, who could forget such intrepid heroes as Carol and, and Jeff and, and Tallulah, of course, who was, um, at this time, not my ex-wife, um, or estranged domestic partner. I don't really know the legalities of where we're at right now. But many of you do know her. Um, she was in town just last year. And, um, you know, it was nice to see her while she was here. It left me in a little bit of a lurch. Um, but I've worked my way out of that through just, I guess, tick really more than anything. I think at a certain point, if you just, you know, stay your road, try your best... Eventually, the people that uh, you are deeply in debt to will, will die uh, in mysterious circumstances in a basilisk fighting ring in the basement. I've, <laughs> I, I wish it was just um, a colorful turn of phrase, but honestly, it's happened more times in my own life than I could possibly count. Anyway, the Good Guy Squad was on a pleasure cruise uh, after winning an essay contest put together by my publishing company uh, for the upcoming Jasper Spitwistle novel, Inferno Hearts. Now, this was a time in Eorith where it was, dare I say, Jasper fever, kind of all over the place. And, um, you know, it was unfortunate timing for me personally, because I was in, uh, imprisoned in a jail cell at the top slash bottom of a tower in uh, the castle in Vrim at this time. So there really wasn't a lot of time for me to like, you know, do meet and greets and signings or things like that. Um, just adore the accolades of my admiring fans or really just soak up the critical darling that Inferno Hearts really was. Now I'm not bitter, obviously. Um, I've had plenty of other successes, real true successes in my life that I, I, I feel like I um, really made up for that in, in so many ways. You know, it's every time I see um, the face of a, of, a, of a child light up as I'm telling a story, I think, hmm, you know, he's probably going to give me some money. And that feeling, I think, is something I hold on to. It's every bit as good as, as hearing critics talk about, you know, your new novels being, you know, the one true great Eorith love story. Things of that nature. Those are some of the clippings. But um, anyway, I don't dwell on it, so neither should you. Now, they were experiencing a little bit of turmoil in this because as the boat had left the shorelines and headed out towards Heart of Inferno Island, uh, inter internally, all of these suites had gone into sudden lockdown mode, and it was a little bit suspicious, or at least it would be for people that had any sense of suspicion in their brains and bodies. For the good guy squad, they were taking it pretty well, uh, but they did... Uh, have their minds set on sudden and inescapable liberty.
Jeff, you're tinkering away at the door. Let me roll a crafts and see if I can do anything with it. Sure. Um, three. Okay. Um, yeah, so you're managing to get the door wedged open. It is not quite open enough for you to like push through, but uh, you feel like you could like shove your way through if you wanted to. Everybody else is kind of still stuck in their rooms. And as you kind of turn to let everybody know that like you're able to head out into the hallway now, uh, a voice comes over a speaker in all of your rooms, which is kind of strange because speakers, what are even those things? But they're apparently a thing in this world. I don't know. Maybe there's little tubes and one person's talking into the tube and it branches off. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, the voice says, Welcome guests. I hope you are all enjoying your time here on the Fairfax. Just a little quick update. We have departed. So for your safety and the safety of all crew, we have locked down the passenger cabins and will remain so for the next 15 minutes or so. Just a safety precaution so that nobody gets injured. The waves around shoreline can be a little rocky, so it's in your best interest to stay in your rooms. As an added exciting bonus, on our way out to the heart of Inferno Island, we're going to give you a tropical vacation here within your very rooms. So please inhale deeply the coconut scented gas that's leaking out of your rooms right now. And you all kind of look around and there's uh, these vents in the middle of the wall in each of your room that is kind of issuing forth a brownish, smoky looking thing. It's weird because it certainly isn't smoke because smoke rises. And so it's not doing that. It's not fog because it's not settling in your room. It's just kind of like... If somebody like maybe if like somebody like starts bleeding in the water and like it just kind of swirls around at one level, that's kind of what it does. It's like got seems like it's got like the same density as air and it's just kind of swirling throughout your room. As soon as Jeff heard him say you should all remain in your rooms, he goes, oh, oh, sorry about that. And he shuts his door again. Perfect. Yeah, Carol's like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, And then takes a big old whiff. It's like, oh, they really nailed that one. Yeah, it does smell like coconuts. Also, it makes you feel a little silly. (laughs) Tallulah, I think, has seen gas like this when maybe like her aunt's cousin's sister's hairdresser's house got fumigated. And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tallulah isn't loving the look of this gas. Uh, So she is going to clamber and try to get like as far away from the vent that she sees from at first. I'm sure she'll run into a different vent. Uh, And and of course, breathe this in somehow, but she's going to try to like go back and pull up the like gown that she's trying on because I do remember she was trying on specifically just velvet gowns to like put over her face and try to still be able to. But how will you breathe? <laughs> yeah, you're right. If I if I have velvet cloth over my face, I can't breathe. You're right. Look at you. So Jeff has already changed into a pair of shorts and like a hawaiian type shirt and he's like laying on the chaise lounge getting ready to enjoy his lovely tropical experience carol is giggling like crazy at the at the moment and kind of sitting sitting on the edge of the coffee table holding their hard book now and uh whatever this gas does (laughs) she's got it okay so Tallulah, as the only one in this whole situation who finds the gas somewhat suspect why don't you roll me an investigation I had to get... Didn't know that that was going to take all I that. I had to get my dice. Well, okay. 
You mean you didn't get your dice five minutes ago when we all said, oh, we should get our dice? Yeah, I, I thought about it, and then I was like, <laughs> I have to lean so far over, and the likelihood that we're going to roll... It's better to do it. It's just better to do it when, <laughs> when we're in the middle of recording. Do it live. <laughs> okay, I'm rolling now, heathens. <laughs> okay, it was a good roll. So actually, actually, your negative energy fuels my dice. Um, I got a, I got a plus two, and I don't have a character sheet for Tallulah. Do you feel like she's very investigative? You tell me. I feel like as like kind of, I feel like she's like a babysitters club style. Yeah. Like junior investigator in her spare time i feel like she thinks mysteries are fun even though she doesn't probably generally believe they are as intricate as yeah. they well, may this be is all very scooby-dooby-doo kind of a thing so i feel like she's <laughs> i feel like she's somewhere between a like a daphne and a freddy when it comes yeah okay. i feel like she's somewhere on that spectrum if we're talking like if we're talking scooby-doo so she's not full velma she's not but full she's velma, probably like, i think that's unrealistic great yeah if for this crew it is, yeah. <laughs> but right now you've got you've got nothing but shaggies and scoops <laughs> around you. So like bringing in a Daphne Fred yeah. mix is probably healthy for your longevity. Sure. So yeah, I would say that it's probably something where you would get like I don't know some bonus to it. All right, well it's well, it's, it's let's go with a three then. Let's go with she's. That sounds about yeah. right. That's about where I was okay. thinking. So here's the general take that you've got from this. So, um, yes, there is gas issuing forth from one side of the room. You have managed to get yourself as far away from it as possible, which means you're over closer to like the door mm -hmm. because it's coming from uh, the wall basically opposite from you. There's a lot of things that you could do to buy yourself more time away from it. There are extra rooms you could get in. There is the room upstairs that you could go to because this stuff isn't like billowing upwards. It's kind of sitting around where it comes in. There's a in-wall partition in this place that you could like close across because they, they've got kind of some bonus room space that you could uh, you could integrate. Um, there's a lot of options here to kind of buy yourself more time. I mean, eventually, if you're going to be in here for like three hours, this room is going to fill up with this stuff, yeah. presumably. But if it's not going constantly and if you're only in here for the 15 minutes or so that they said, you could probably give yourself some barriers. I think... Hmm. I hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I think that she is going to because there's there's like the room is littered with all these fancy gowns because she's been trying on fancy gowns. We made that canon. Mm -hmm. I think she would actually like cover her face and like look away and try to like run up and shove one of the fancy gowns against the vent to to like slow it down pretty steadily like from the source and then mm -hmm. be able to get away because that smoke like that does not look like it's good for breathing okay um what are you gonna roll to do that to run forward and put a clothes in front of a vent is that a well i mean here's what the is thing that? is that athletic i, I mean yeah <laughs> i'm thinking it is athletic because you have to do it holding your breath presumably right yeah. and like I'm imagining like when I say vent, I'm imagining like a, a standard like central air return style vent that has like grating on it. So like to do it best, you probably have to like pull the vent out and jam this straight into the like ventless hole because I don't know wow. that like you're stuffing velvet into the little tiny little vent uh, slots that you would be. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a do. big ball gown. So I was kind of trying to just stack up a little thing on the outside. But yeah, let's like tent it. Yeah, but let's rip but let's rip that shit out the wall and shove a 
Yeah, let's let's try that. Sure. Okay, give me an athletics then. That sounds like an adventure. Gosh, the standard for athletics for these characters is so much lower than <laughs> <laughs> like a normal adventuring party. Oh my god, the dice are the dice are really in favor of me. So I got another like two flat without, and I I don't know that she. No, she's got to be pretty athletic. She keeps up keeps up with the kids she babysits. <laughs> I would argue sure. she's more athletic yeah. than Cammy. Maybe that's a two. Yeah, so. it's a four. Okay. Here's what I'm going to give you with a force. This is a pretty impressive feat. So what happens is you yank this vent out of the wall and not just the vent, uh, but this very suspect hose that is connected to the vent. That is uh, the thing that is actually sending this special gas mm-hmm. out. Uh, so as that all gets yanked down, like the hose gets a little bit of a kink in it uh, as it kind of hits the ground and is like bent over on like the grate is sitting on top of the hose. It's kinked it and it is not issuing any gas into your room right now okay at this point Tallulah hears a voice because Jeff managed to get the the window thing between their two rooms open in the last mm-hmm. episode Tallulah look look at this and she looks over and sees Jeff's like face at the window and goes I'm in an elevator and he just slowly <laughs> sinks down behind the window <laughs> then he goes oh oh I'm coming back up and then he comes back up again <laughs> That's good, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, Jeff. It's a oh, oh, yeah. That's that's the funniest thing that you've ever done, and so I love that. I love that for you. That's great. Um, but you, oof, oh, can you just not with the oh? Can you kind of shove something in that window because I'm gonna get some of that fumigating smoke sort of in in this room with me breathing, and also maybe you shouldn't breathe so much of the air that's in your place. Can you you left? You opened that door. Can you open that door? Come back into here because I. I fixed the sort of the roach smoke in my room. I, I got I took care of the roach smoke. If you could grab Carol, everyone get into my room because there's no there's none of the the fruity roach smoke in here in this one. Jeff and Carol, I need both of you to roll a physique. Ooh, uh, mm, uh, nothing. Zero or neutral. All right. <laughs> so Tallulah, you're telling Jeff this, and then all of a sudden you you just hear a kavunk. In from his room and then uh, directly behind you on the opposite wall from uh, from Carol's room. No, wait, I guess Carol's on the other side of yeah. Jeff. So through Jeff's room, I guess you hear another softer kathunk as both of them have passed out. Yeah. That sounds oh, about right. Oh, 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 God. oh, all right. This is not this is not the best scenario because um, I've n- I've never been left to my own devices. And I don't know that now's a great time to start for me being left my own devices. Also, I don't really know how to revive folks. It's been it's been a, a while. I I took that CPR class because you have to be babysitter. I mean, of course, it doesn't make any doesn't make any lick of sense to not be able to revive someone. You know, kids are going to fall over. They're going to fall over all the time. It happens every day. Uh, but I can't. I don't. Oh gosh. And she's gonna go up like to the little window, and she's gonna say. Uh, Jeff, hey, hey, I know you, you done fell over a little bit. I know you had a few too many, uh, cores and you're feeling a little loopy right now. Uh, if you could put your hand over sort of this, like this lump in your throat and tell me if that's still a thumping. Do you still got blood? Hey, Jeff, can you tell me if blood's going to your brain? Could, just a real quick, could you just tell me how much blood's going to your brain and if that's all right? And like, is the heart like beating? Like, is your leg twitching like a dog that's sleeping and then it feels like it's running? <laughs> like, I, I need a... Is there, is there a sign that you're still kind of a kicking? You hear Jeff snoring. 
Yeah, as the only answer you get is a little bit of a snore and a ever increasing smell of coconuts. All right, uh, that was that was nothing. And now uh, getting some of this nasty uh, fruity roach smoke into into sort of my nostrils going to get out of that. Uh, <laughs> God, I. Uh, and then she's going to like from far back away from that window just. Uh, Jeff, I'm gonna go ahead and leave this like tiny window open because I, hey, who knows? You might come to start yelling at me through that window. Uh, if you could just hold on, and hey, I know you're not hearing much of this, but if you could just real quick, <laughs> if you could just hold on, uh, cause I I'll find a way into that room and I'll drag you out of there. Do I'll remember the the CPR lessons? I they're escaping me right now, but I'm sure in the heat of the moment I'll remember them, and I'll bring I'll pop you right back up to a hundred. Uh, but I'm gonna need you to to hold on, and also if you could send these good vibes to Carol, uh, because I I don't even have a window in that room. I can't even tell her myself to to hold on and ask her if there's blood going to her brain. So if you could just send that good vibe in the dream zone. I don't know where you are. The dream is <laughs> You, you, you can send that good energy to Carol. That would be uh, great because this this sounds like a, a an issue I'm gonna have to deal with uh, in you know the next 25 minutes or so. So you could just keep a trucking, sir. She's gonna like back away from that uh, window, and I think now would be a great time for her to like frantically explore her own room to see if she could figure out sort of like another roundabout entrance or any other place that the smoke is coming from. Sure. Give me another investigate. How long do you want to spend investigating this? I guess until you pass out from well uh, inhalation. I I don't know. I I wanted to to run through and do do like a a check. Like I yeah okay. yeah. So gotcha. maybe like I don't know. How long does it take to to check through these fancy rooms? Like five minutes, something like that. Sure. Um. Okay. So I think I got a two. I got a two this time. Okay, um, so there's not any uh, smoke coming into your room right now, except for what is like filtering in through the window from Jeff's. Okay, uh, your hose is fully kinked, although you do notice like the hose itself is like um, it's uh, it's semi-transparent and it's like obviously like concentrated in there now since it's being like obscured. So it's no longer like this brownish-looking smoke in there. It's like fully black in the hose leading from the floor up to the wall. Not much smoke, if any, is upstairs in the area that has, like, the upstairs kitchenette and, like, the library. Sure. As you're looking through one of the, like, ancillary front uh, bedrooms, you walk in and notice that it seems like there's, like, multiple closets in here, and you quickly realize that one of these closet doors isn't actually a closet. It goes into – it looks like it's it's got a separate lock on it, and it might be – it's on the same wall of the completely white room, so it might be a door that connects the two rooms together. Okay. And that, and that's what we understand to be, like, uh, probably Jasper Suite or, like, a, a Johnny Wasabi suite for another sure okay yeah, it's the one it's the fourth suite which johnny wasabi explained to you would be jasper's suite. yeah yeah i know <laughs> but i feel like johnny wasabi is gonna be in there <laughs> that's just me that's just what i feel okay so if that if that is the first like the only real specific discovery that she makes she is going to um now okay there's a kitchen is there yep is there utensils in the kitchen Yes. Is there like one of those big like bread knives 
Or is there like a like a knife sharpener, like one of the big like rods that's a knife sharpener? You know what I mean? So sure, there's a knife sharpener. There's not like a butcher knife in there or anything yeah. like that, or a giant bread knife, but like there's steak knives. Okay, I love I love that. What I want to do is, Asula, I'd like to take this like you know the little pitchforks that you use for grilling, or it has the two prongs. There's no way it's called a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. A meat fork. A meat fork. Thank you. Uh, and I want to like jam that into the like small area between the door and the frame. Jam that in there, and I want to see if I can't use like leverage to like pop this door open. Okay, that sounds like a burglary. You're right. Which is probably what I should have made Jeff roll on breaking his door open <laughs> in retrospect. But Craftsworks is that one. Well, and like a handyman like would have another set of, like another reason to be good at that task. Sure. I don't know sure. that a babysitter would. Oh my gosh, but the dice are, the dice are loving me actually. Because I did roll a flat three and I'm assuming that she's not trained in burglary. So that's sure, good. probably not. I mean, it would be more fun if she was. But now, are you doing this to your like the 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 entry door or the door between suites? The door between suites. Okay, then yeah, it the uh like the door kind of gives a little bit, and the lock kind of shifts in the lock set, and next thing you know, the door just kind of pops open. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. She's gonna like like tentatively check and make sure that it she can actually like open it into the next room and then she's going to close it immediately and like sort of like lean over to um like a mirror that's in the closest bathroom and just sort of like fluff her hair up and like straighten out the big velvet gown that she's wearing still and just sort of like get herself right right because she's she's going this, this company right we're not just mm-hmm. we're not just walking around anything like we're going to walmart this is company so we <laughs> we gotta like zhuzh the hair up. We don't have hairspray, but we've got to like pretend. We've got to do the finger hairspray to just make it a little bigger, flatten that dress out, get the get all the kinks out before we like just walk into this famous auteur's room. Sure, you get a little zhuzhing. Okay, okay, and then and then she is gonna like stride into the room really casually, specifically looking for that fruity roach smoke. Cool. Uh, you walk into the room and there is no smoke whatsoever. There is a vent in the area that your vent was in your room, but it is not doing anything. There's no any gross smoke coming out of that. There's also noticeably no one in this room. Oh, at all? Nope. Completely empty, uh, save for you. It's a completely empty, uh, stark white room. Okay. Does the door out of this room, like out into the hallway, is that one locked? It is not. Oh, lovely. Okay. She, all right. She uh, she is going to, first of all, take her pitchfork knife sharpener kind of scenario um, that she did hide under her dress because she's a lady and she's going to like go out in the hallway and see if she can't like crack some of these doors open and, and you know, ventilate that those roach smoke rooms. Yeah, as soon as you open, as soon as you open the door, you hear voices coming from down the hallway and, and footprints and it's or footsteps and it sounds like. Uh, people are rushing in your direction. Oh, oh, um, oh, God. Uh, oh, 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 uh, okay. And then she's going to like really think it through like in real time 
and she's gonna like have like part of her part of her big gown skirt lifted up and she's gonna kind of like uh, uh, back and forth like should i should i hide this again should i uh, 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 and then she just as like they're coming around the corner she like shoves that thing i don't know how it's being held under her dress and i swear to god if you ask me i have no answer (laughs) i don't know but i I need the power of television to make it not fall but i do not want to make it canon that it's like within her um but you have a secret garter perfect thank you every velvet gown has a secret garter and so i want her to like hide the the sure her tools under there but you've keistered it i mean gartered it sure thank you (laughs) but she will still be like very visible in the hallway when folks come a run in yeah, so uh, it looks like there's uh, just uh, like random people like they look like they're porters uh, come up and they're very surprised when they see you and they're like, oh, you're not supposed to be in that. Did you get the wrong key? You're in the wrong room. Uh, oh, <laughs> I I don't see. I don't know. I just. Hi, by the way, my name's Tallulah. You can just call me Lula. It's fine. Most folks just call me Lula. Uh, it's it's great meeting you. I'm sure I'm going to get your name. I haven't really stopped to take a breath, but I'm sure as soon as I stop to take a breath, you'll have a name and it'll be like a great name that really fits your personality. And we'll really get to know how much sort of that name shines for who you are. Um but no, I'm just I'm just in I'm just in this this little room that uh, Johnny Wasabi. I don't know if you met Johnny Wasabi, but he he greeted us before we got on the boat. It was pretty. I was pretty excited. He seemed like a real nice guy. Um, he he put he just put me in this room and I I did whatever Johnny Wasabi said. And there was just gowns all in there because look I I know you're looking at me. You're thinking I'm a real fancy bra, but I've never seen a velvet gown quite like this. So I had I had to try this on. Um, there's a very weird. So they're like fumigating, and so maybe this maybe the fumigating didn't coincide with the the cruise ship quite so much that you know they like double booked a little bit. So I was trying to get away from all the roach smoke. Um, that was it. That was in my my room. That I just for what for whatever reason they just double booked, and that's fine. That's all right. Um. So I just wanted to get away from that because it smelled like coconuts, and I, I've had a bad uh, run-in with a smoothie one time. So I can't. I, I just I I felt like I needed to come out and make sure that was all that was all right. That they were killing all the bugs, but then I was going to be okay. What was your yeah, name? Yeah, but it's just it's the confusing part, Miss, is that that is uh, that is Jasper Spit Whistle Sweet, and well, oh, well, I did I did talk to Johnny Wasabi about me baby meeting up with Jasper just just to say hi because I'm a, I'm a huge fan and I read all of his books. I'm sure I'm sure you also have read all of his books because they're great, uh, especially this recent this recent one. Woo, that's a real that's a real page turner of a different you know different feather. But now you never said your name, and that seems rude. Mm. I uh, mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. on boats long enough to know a stowaway when I see one. Miss, can you please uh, put your hands All right. behind your back? We're okay. just going to well, take you down to the brig. We'll bring Johnny down there, and maybe you guys you can explain everything to him and, and kind of get uh, all together on this. But, um, well, uh, I don't – okay. All right. You, I don't think you He listened. is approaching you with handcuffs. <laughs> I don't think you listened to sort of what I said, um, but I'd, I'd, I'd rather not <laughs> – um, he does handcuff you. Okay, no, okay, first of all, before he handcuffs me, Tallulah has brothers, and Tallulah's gonna not be too excited about being handcuffed, so Tallulah's gonna try to full Nelson him. All right, there are multiple people here. There are multiple people Well, okay, like, okay, mul- people multiple here. is a great word, but if you could give me a number sure. of people that is approaching this. Three. This <laughs> okay. All right, um, I think she still tries to full Nelson, the main one that didn't tell him her name. Okay. Tell, 
her his name. Roll a fight then. Let's see what this does. What about athletics? See what this do. What about athletics? I mean, okay, you can roll athletics, but I'm going to be rolling a fight. Oh my god, the dice. Oh, the I got a 4. I I mm. I'm not adding anything. No, athletics 1. I had a 5. Okay. You managed to get the guy in a full Nelson. <laughs> All right. The other two are approaching. All right. All right. <laughs> Boys, fellas, first of all, I asked y'all's names. I asked each I asked each one of y'all's y'all's names. I did a whole thing about it. So I think first first things first, we need to get to know each other. Second things first, weren't really hearing what I was saying, but your lovely little lovely little guy right here didn't know that I got four older brothers, they're bigger than me. I can still film Nelson all of them. And it's no worry at all. I got I got three other limbs. Nope, I got two. It takes two arms to fool Nelson. And I just remembered that I got two other limbs. I can fool Nelson. Both of you boys, we need to calm down. We need to calm down. I need to know your names. We need to, to sit down and we'll talk like adults about how to get me meeting Jasper and Johnny Wasabi. Well, we're going to have an adult conversation about that. Speaking of, as you're uh, having this conversation into this hallway walks, Johnny Wasabi. What what is going on? Let her go. What is happening up here? Let her go to the person that's Apple Nelson. Love that. What, Miss Tallulah? What is happening here? What's what's going on? Oh God, good. There is some kind of misunderstanding where they thought that I was some kind of a a stowaway, even though I have on the nicest velvet gown I've done ever seen. And I don't know, I don't know any kind of stowaway that. That would wear something this so fancy. She's one of the contest winners. She's she's in the Malachite room right here. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Let, like Tulula, I'm I am so I am so sorry that this this kind of confusion happened. Uh, I will get you a name tag. Maybe that'll solve the issue. You know, get name tags going on that people maybe will know. Hey, that's just Tulula. You know, she's cool in the Malachite room, et cetera, et cetera. Personally, I don't know about you. I, I'm kind of kind of peckish you want to like run downstairs grab something to eat um you were saying that you had some like feedback on the book and Mm. that you had some thoughts about the about about how how well we pulled it off well okay well first of all johnny hi it's been a little bit uh that that sounds all nice and lovely and truth be told i'm i'm always up for a bite you know you, you know you know me. Yeah, I heard Jasper's down there right now, like eating, and I oh, thought like this might be a great <laughs> chance. Oh, well, you, you really, you really are paying quite a picture. Uh, just a, a tit, just a little thing that we can take care of, sort of before we go down to the grub hall. I don't, I'm, I'm assuming it's like a mess hall situation, but before we take care of all that. There was, they were like a fumigating. So it was, it smelled like real fruity. It was a real like fruity roach. Oh, smoke. it was the coconut. No, it was the coconut scent. Yeah, they pop okay. in a coconut scent to get a real tropical feel going. That vibe is mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people love that. Like, what is is that? Was was it was it not a good coconut scent? I, I mean, I think it's pretty accurate. Well, see, I, you you had no way of knowing that I had this run in with the smoothie, and so now I can't I can't handle a whole lot of tropical. Oh scents. my goodness, I'm so sorry. But it seems like my friends also. Can, I don't know that they've had any kind of runs with any kind of a smoothie stand or anything like that. Any tro- any kind of tropical, any, like a candle or nothing. I don't know, but both of them seem to just like. Pop, pop pop right out they they fell over i'd like oh, to go no. i think we should that could be an allergy situation we've heard things like mm. that before and we didn't do the due diligence of getting full allergen mm. panels on all of you and that's honestly probably on us to a certain extent yeah let's just check out and see what's going on here uh, guys just like 
open these doors up. Let's just see it and make sure everything's fine. She took enough babysitting CPR to know that allergies don't typically cause an immediate like fainting, like vapors kind of situation. So I think she will like scrunch up her nose a little bit and just... Uh, all right, let's we we do need to air, sort of air these air these rooms out because you know t- too much of a good smell. They pop up, open the other rooms, and it's 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 strange because Jeff and Carol are there, and they are not strictly speaking unconscious. They are very much both like on the floor of their own rooms, and they're just kind of very woozy, uh, but they are not strictly speaking knocked out. Okay. So you guys can you guys can re-enter the you guys can re-enter the scene in full woos, uh, but you're not making a lot of sense. The world is not making a lot of sense to you. What right now. What are the main characters in the book? A, gr- a great question. Um, Dirk. Dirk. Uh, Dirk. Uh, Dirk Throbloin. Oh no. Yes. Oh no. no. And um, Penelope. Uh, Penelope Volva. Um, wow. Okay, so Dirk Throbloin. Carol is like lucid dreaming, and she's just kind of like hugging herself on the floor, like, "Oh, Dirk. Oh, I couldn't. Oh, oh my god. Oh, we've seen this a lot. Honestly, this is this is what we call the vapors." And we probably like I'm sure this can get cleared right up. We'll get her down. We'll get her on a on a, a little bit of, of fluid. She might be dehydrated a little bit, too. She's definitely drooled and everywhere. She looks like she's lost a lot of liquid yeah. is what I'm saying. But I mean, we do. We have a med bay. We can take her down to med bay and just get her probably fit as a fiddle soon. Guys, just just be careful around like just. Like careful over, uh, yeah, under, arm over the shoulder. Just kind of give her, get her, get her up on. Okay, and oh, they Dirk, start you're taking so uh, Carol out. Um, <laughs> a point of order is that when they when they take Carol out, um, like Tallulah will go in and grab her purse because I'm assuming they're just taking Carol. So Tallulah will go in yep. and grab her large purse to keep with her because she knows that Carol's gonna want that when she wakes up. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now what what does Jeff look like, please? So Jeff. Jeff is obviously also on the floor. He's like, Ah, man, an elevator. First floor houseware, lingerie, and garden supplies. <laughs> Going down. Going down. No, stop the elevator. I want to get off. <laughs> <laughs> so I... So I would I would like to to ask Adam, but also sort of implore Adam personally. Was there an elevator scene in this book where there was some sensual stuff happening in an elevator in the heart in the for Inferno Hearts? Please tell me there was, or is this all entirely separate, like random elevator situation? There was an ancient civilization uh, had built an elevator in the center of a volcano yes. uh, that went down to evil. Doctor No Love's uh, like evil lair in the center of uh, Heart of Inferno Island. Doctor No Love, the mad incel. I like that that Jeff's lucid dream is about that horny part of this book. (laughs) Well, there was a lot of sex on that elevator. A lot of sex in the elevator. Love in it, in fact. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Living it up while you're going down. Yeah, um, that's great. I think I I, I think uh, Tallulah's gonna grab like I don't know like a 
the tool belt or whatever because i'm assuming that the med bay the, those folks are also going to take him to the med bay. i mean he's always got his tool belt on yeah i, I they're probably not screwing with his tool belt yeah I, mm, I, they're just hauling i don't know off. how comfortable jeff got when he got in this room i don't know if he was taking his tool belt off i mean even if he takes off all his clothes he's still got his tool belt on. <laughs> <laughs> all right then love that um all right. Okay. Well, uh, I, I just want to, I, I know that I, we're, we're both uh, hungry and I will meet you in the mess hall, but I just want to make sure they get to med bay. All right. I you just want to follow, follow them along. If that, I mean, I, I also probably need to get checked yeah, out because uh, I breathed sure. in a little bit of that nasty cocoa smell, you know, that makes, that makes total sense. You know, we, we won't be on the main level of food court, but there is an upstairs food area where it's actually a, a little bit more gourmet dining. Uh, and that's where, you know, Jasper's going to be taking all of his wheels kind of away from the hoi polloi, if you know what I mean. So the, you know, just come on back upstairs. It's actually straight down there. Uh, last room to your right and actually the last three doorways to your right will will take you there okay all right um so we'll like she'll follow along and head down to to med bay see if and see if she can lose like see see if we can stay in med bay and like those folks the folks that tried to fool nelson her into handcuffs will leave sure yeah so that you guys head down uh it's not like really well laid out like they they don't exactly have like signage down here to tell you kind of where you're going but you're all the way into like the bowels of the ship at this point and you are heading to uh i mean kind of a far walk down this long hallway uh and you get to the end and it seems very much like they have taken both of them to the brig oh. uh and they do attempt to shove you into the brig so uh this is a solid three three or four people trying to well, i guess it's still still three people trying to after they have like tossed carol and jeff into this room trying to shove you inside and just shut the door behind you i feel like she's gonna once again try to full nelson the person that's walking behind her because mm -hmm. it worked out okay the first time <laughs> so i think mm -hmm. she's gonna try to full nelson again and then like kick him in the back of the knee so that they fall down and they're in, in okay. down full nelson i don't think that's the term for that all right we're going straight athletics again <laughs> we'll see okay she got a two this time all right. Well, you do get shoved into a room and the door <sighs> slams and you hear the bolt lock into place. A couple hours pass. There's not a whole lot in this brig, but Jeff and Carol both come to and are much more lucid now. Are we all in the same cell? You're all in the exact same place together. Yeah. OK. All right. All right. Look, I'm, I, I want to start by taking a little bit of personal responsibility for sort of the situation we find ourselves in, because uh, I was I was free for a bit. To to uh, to, and, to Lula. Uh, yeah, uh, Carol. Um, maybe uh, uh, you can maybe elaborate a little bit more. Why why are we sitting here in what looks like a jail cell? Mm, I I see. Yeah, I didn't really. I, for some reason, I thought you'd be remembering the smoke. Oh no, uh, so we were, not at all. But why do I smell coconut? Yeah, that's terrible. We're going. We're gonna have to sort of burn all of the clothes to get that off of us. I think. Uh, no, we were in all of our rooms, and we were we got locked in because the boat went underway or something. I'm starting to think all of that was fibbing, but we were locked in because the boat was going underway, and 
then that some some real real interesting voice came over the speaker and let us know they were going to be piping in some kind of nonsense but it looked like roach smoke to me like like you're fumigating the house and it smelled like the a devil smoothie it smelled terrible <laughs> and fruity and awful and i hated it and you you and jeff took big old lung full of that popped right down i don't know i don't know what happened but i did hear a big old thunk from both both of your respective rooms uh like what why why would they do that i i mean that doesn't really make any sense no see i think i would have gotten some answers had i taken johnny wasabi up on going on this weird date uh <laughs> but i i i thought that I, I thought i was trying to be a good friend and i was trying to make sure that y'all were all right in the med bay because i really did think that they they put a med bay down here maybe they need need the electricity for the powerful medical machines i'm not really sure how medicine works sort of in this day and age i've been young and healthy either way i you know i followed y'all down here after i got and i don't make sense to me there wasn't a single smoke smoke sex scene in those books <laughs> so i i'm starting to think that this is really ge- like veering away from sort of the source material they're taking some yeah i don't remember a single like brig scene are, are you mm. telling me that we're in a larp See, I thought, you know, I thought that it was going to be kind of a LARP because they gave me all these nice velvet dresses. Uh, and so I thought it was going to be kind of a LARP situation, but I don't remember a single smoke, like, like sm- sexy smoke scene. And I don't remember any, like any Briggs scenes in the Inferno because there was mostly a, a lot of volcano sex from what I remember because I did read it just on the way over. I mean, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> Johnny did say that, that there, that would, sorry, not Johnny, Evan Spentangular. Mm-hmm. Did say that that there weren't any events planned for on the boat, and those would be on the island. So I'm beginning to suspect that not everything is quite as it appears. As you say this, uh, the door is open out to like the main area, but you guys are behind like a barred door that has like you can so you can kind of see through, and you see like a bunch of people in like these uniforms run past with flashing lights behind them, run past the doorway and like out the other direction, and they're yelling, "No, it's it's yep, they're scuttling. Let's go, let's go." Hmm. Now I know that word scuttle. It was mentioned several times in the book. That means they're about to sink this ship. Correction, as Johnny Wasabi walks into the door, I have already begun to sink the ship. Uh, uh, Do you want to, like, let us out of here? Oh, yes. I imagine that you're probably caught quite unaware by my spectacular ruse. I mean, it doesn't really make much sense if you really dive into it. Uh, Why... I mean, okay, so why? Why murder all of you? Uh, why murder all of you in cold blood at the, out at sea? I don't know. Why would Johnny Wasabi ever do that thing? He probably wouldn't. <gasps> but maybe if you knew me by my birth name. Dr. No Love. Johnny Horseradish. <gasps> all right, well, looking around the room, I see a distinctive lack of gasps here. I mean, Jeff was astonished. Uh, he, he was the first to put the connections together that Johnny Wasabi was actually born Johnny Horseradish. He had changed his name in order to achieve success and fame in the publishing industry, as one often does. But in in, in his heart of hearts, he would always be a horseradish. And if you are well versed on the previous tales of the Good Guy Squad, well, you know exactly what a horseradish might think of this particular group. 
though they were blameless in the death of Jimmy Horseradish and in fact much of the destruction of Horseradish Manor, that certainly wasn't enough to keep a Horseradish from holding a grudge. Now, as a, as a point of record, I did not know this when I hired him as my publicist. Um, technically, he worked for the publisher, he didn't work for me, so he was my publicist at the publisher. He was not my agent per se, um, so a lot of the hiring and firing decisions were made at the publishing house, which was a different address that I didn't actually ever go to. Much of our correspondence was done through carrier pigeons. And he had an incredible penmanship. It was as classy as his like flashy looks and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, <laughs> I don't feel like I can be blamed for bringing him into the, into the works here. Um, I know that this is a bit of a bummer for many of you to find out that I was um, elsewhere <laughs> in this part of the story. So it's very unlikely that I'm going to pop up on the boat. Or is it? You know, a little teaser for next time, because this is a two-part story. Boom, ba, ba, boom That's the sound of a chain of explosions as I blow your mind three times really fast like I just did. Um, it's like boom, ba, ba, boom right? Boom, boom, boom. That's four. Oh my goodness, I've been doing that for weeks now. Nobody said anything to me. That's four booms. I just really wasn't counting it out. Boom, ba, ba, boom would be like four booms. Ugh. None of you are really my friends, are you? Because the real friend would tell me, alright, I, I won't get into it. Alright, well please join us next time here at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room for the ongoing adventures of the Good Guy Squad. I promise it's probably going to be the last one. We're going to wrap it up really tightly here with a surprise. A surprise that none of you will have seen coming. Don't forget to tip those Minotaur bartenders and I will see you all here next time. Hey, boys, that was a, a lot of me in that app because I uh, was a little troublemaker. And I thought, I thought, hey, boys, I really didn't think I was going to be making that much trouble. I really thought that's what I was supposed to do. Tallulah is a, a wild card is what I found. Yeah. Well, because I thought, okay, surely it'll it'll mess up the, the plan for like the plot of the episode if everyone just immediately succumbs and passes out, right? Because there was like a pause. So it's like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, I, I should try to like go and wake my, my well, friends I definitely, up. I definitely, I gave the, the window of opportunity, so to speak, for you to, I didn't have to put an adjoining room in there. Sure. I didn't have to yeah. like, like it was definitely presented put together in a way that gave you the opportunity of getting out and changing things up. I was just really hoping that when you heard footsteps that you would just like bolt it and like go hide somewhere on the ship. I thought that would be like real buckwall, but it would be very much a split the party type situation. I understand why you didn't yeah. because you'd be worried about your friends. But I, there was a real in my mind, there was a real under siege starving Steven Seagal, wherein Tallulah is Steven Seagal, but also oh, okay. maybe a little bit of a of a of Erica Liniac, and like you could jump out of a cake. Sure. So there were a lot of options for Tallulah in this situation to be like the Bruce Willis, you know, the John McClane. The problem that I'm running in with Tallulah, as compared to the other like returning characters that I played, is Tallulah is the only character that trusts other people. And so it's hard for me to be like, yeah, Tallulah's going to fucking run and do a smart thing when it's like, I'm sure these boys just want to help. And that's, (laughs) (laughs) oh, good. Someone's coming to fix this smoke problem. (laughs) They're they're gassing my friends. I'm sure someone's coming to fix it. It's hard. 
It's a, it's just as, it's just a simple ventilation issue with the exhaust system in this very large boat. I'm sure that's all it is. Uh, speaking of problems with exhaust systems, uh, you could rate us on iTunes and leave <laughs> us a review. It, I know that it can be exhausting wow. to write out a big long review, no. but we really appreciate it and we enjoy it. And we haven't gotten many reviews lately, and that's not that's not a shade thing. Certainly not. Yeah. I understand. Life's been kind of a bitch to people lately. I get that. But hey, if you want to brighten our days, just head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is that you leave podcast reviews and throw one at us and say, hey, you do good things. And then we'll, yeah. we'll probably read it here unless it's not Specifically, like Specifically not something. iTunes though. Specifically Apple Podcasts. Less iTunes, more well, Apple I mean, Podcasts. But wherever, yeah. No, we're... It's all the well, same. Okay. Try not to. It's all the exact same okay. thing. Okay. Well, try not to leave a review for iTunes because we won't see that because iTunes doesn't have podcasts anymore. But, um, yeah, like to. Buy my mixtape on iTunes. Okay. What you should do. Oh, hi. I'm here too. Um, what you should do is write on a piece of paper with uh-huh. a pen, uh-huh. write a review, mail it to Adam's P.O. Box. Yes. P.O. Box 63. Uh, Washington, Illinois, six one five seven one. And Washington's the city, not the state. I've, I've I've made that mistake. Yeah, usually we don't list state state. Usually we don't double hit states on addresses, but that's true. And then what we'll do is Adam will, will get that letter, will scan it into the computer, and then submit your review to iTunes. It takes all the work out of it. You don't need to worry about doing any of that yeah. stuff. It's actually the only legal way. Um, if you if somebody does send me a, a a letter review of the podcast, I can guarantee you two things. One, I can guarantee you, again, unless you do something gross on and or 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 just bad on it, I guarantee you it's being mm-hmm. read. And two, I guarantee you, I'm putting it on my wall somewhere. Just and it's going to be within visible range of my webcam because I want everybody else to have to yes. look at it and be jealous of me yes. as they see this nice this nice uh, review from a fan sitting on my wall behind me as everybody else has to look at it. The question is, are mail-in reviews counted as review fraud? Okay. Mm. That's a great question. Um, I, also, I'd like to I'd like to raise this fun point of usually when we have electronic reviews, we can all see them, so it makes sense for us to read them out loud. But if Adam's really going from this like like exclusionary kind of like upper echelon review status of I'm going to post this on my wall so everyone can see. Gold status. This would be, well, this would be a platinum status. Sure. It would be a platinum status review, obviously. Obviously, it would be a platinum um, status. I feel like mm-hmm. it would make more sense for you to read it on the outro, but silently to yourself and just sort of have, like, fun reactions. And just kind of chuckle yeah. along with it. <laughs> so we, so yeah. we never yeah. know the nice things But then I could say. post it. I could still post on the wall behind me, and you wouldn't really know what it says, but you would, like, squint. Yeah. And like screen, like take screen. Caps. We will subconsciously absorb that whole review. Uh, we'll we, take it in. We just won't realize it. No. Back to your question on review fraud, because it is an important question to answer here, John. Especially um, in this day and age. In this mm. day and age, that listen, we take review fraud very seriously. Um, would be problematic if it was not a five star review. If sure. it's a five star review, it's completely yeah. acceptable. So do make sure when you when you fill this out and you send out this letter to me that. Um, there is a star rating somewhere on this review because if there's no star rating, then I mean it's great, it's wonderful for us, and it makes me feel good to see that you like yeah. things that that we do. Um, but it would not be technically a review. Um, 
And we could get in a lot of trouble for that, actually. We could get in a lot of trouble. The trouble comes when trouble. when all these um, review forms are sitting in like the, the foyer of an apartment building or something, just stacking up. Then, you know, anyone could take them and fill in a sure. review and send it to us. You know? and, and that is a big issue. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, I heard they found 20,000 reviews in Illinois somewhere. Okay, yes, I, yeah, no, yeah. I heard about this story. Not as many reviews as were found unattended in Florida, but there mm. were there was definitely definitely a stack. So you gotta make sure you address address that PO box right. We gotta get that to Adam. Sure. That's the only safe place for these reviews to be mailed in. PO box sixty nine four twenty. Sixty nine four twenty. That's not that's not quite true. It's sixty three. It's, it's PO box sixty three, Washington, Illinois six one five seven one. You can send that. Um, and hey, just just go ahead and write whatever on there because I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I get a lot of weird looks from the people at the post office. They know my wife and get mad when they mm-hmm. see her. Yeah. Um, not because she's not a wonderful woman. She absolutely is. But because she sends all the stuff that I have to send through the the mail, and they get real salty to have to to like put in the international customs forms and all the stuff. It's like. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. You do this every day. Yeah, that's and they a get joke. Mad. So it's, it, if you put in like a real weird name on this, uh, if you adjust, if you address it to Jasper Spitwhistle yeah. or something like that, they're gonna like me even less. And I think that's a. I mean, that's great for Evan Spectangular. For, for my, <laughs> for Evan Spectangular. I think that's good for for just my, just my general. Um, I guess my my image, my aura that that kind of surrounds me down there yeah. at that post office. Yeah, my post Your office. Post office. Rep, my PO Your rep PO is rep. pretty strong right now, but it could get stronger. Um, speaking of things that are strong but could get stronger, <laughs> and follow Patrick Rankin on Twitter at Patrick <laughs> underscore Rankin. I was gonna transition to other stuff, but yeah, follow Patrick. <laughs> follow Carly. <laughs> Follow Carly at Animated Me with the E's as trees. Follow John at Newser with a Z, not a Z. Follow Ray at MR Unladylike. And also follow Adam, maybe, at the Adam Shit, Bash. I did it again, didn't I? Did. <laughs> I was, or you can follow the show at Cast. You can do that. Yeah. Sure. Or sure. hop in our Discord. Or don't. It's 2020. Or don't. It's 2020 and to heck with Twitter at this point, right? Like... <laughs> Okay, that doesn't yeah. make sense for the follow outro. On, uh... LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Follow us on LinkedIn. Our podcast is on LinkedIn. It's a job now. Follow us. Follow us on Mixer. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> follow us uh, by looking at the sky and watching for the smoke signals. Get your sextant out. Oh, that's good. Yeah, get your sextant out. Find the North Star and follow the rotation of the Earth towards us. Listen. For some people, every tent is a sex tent. All right, bye. This is nice. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Wanken, the sporks are magic. All hell the good, guy squad. I want to stop recording now. <laughs> every tent is a sex tent. You fucking... And you didn't think we had good content for the outro. <laughs> I never said that. Yeah, we had nothing to talk about. You didn't know that we had all this stuff to talk about. That's true. Sex tents are magic. Sex tents are magic. God. God.